seconds. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> or afternoon. It, it or is morning. Whatever, you're whatever time early. zone you're in. Welcome. Welcome to another Fuzzy Memories podcast episode. This is going to be kind of a special one. This is a special one. Why is this special? Well, because it's going to be all unmitigated gall. Yes, it is. It's just going to be, <laughs> we're going to mix it in from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. I mean, we're true to theme, but mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. some unmitigated gall. We thought maybe people would like a bonus episode of just things that piss us off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we thought, you know, we would at least be able to do this on a quarterly basis. Yes. And give <laughs> quarterly <laughs> corporate, and I love it. We're going to do our unmitigated goal on a quarterly basis. Yeah, we need our quarterly, like, check-in yes. just to see how we're doing mental health-wise and, you know, yeah. all that. And, and then you get to enjoy it, listeners, because the gall is fun. We've gotten quite a response from our gall, mm, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're mad as hell, and we're not going to take it anymore exactly. on a quarterly basis. <laughs> we're going to start it up. Quarterly, bring it to you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we do need to accompany it with some sort of annual quarterly report. Excuse me. Yes. And you know, branded is like this is a Q three uh-huh. unmitigated gall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, Q four. Apologize. This is well, Q4. we're in Q four, but yes. are these things that happened in Q three, and we're just getting because that's the, the corporate, right? Yeah, we don't yeah. get our Q three mm-hmm. until right. we're way into Q four. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Gotta get the KPIs up. Exactly. Gotta get them up. Get those <laughs> metrics up. Yep. Yeah. Which we realize we brought you way too late to do that for quarter four, but we're yeah. still going to make you responsible we're for still gonna, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you are responsible for knowing this information. Yeah. So the first unmitigated goal is obviously corporations. <laughs> <laughs> but they're people. Yeah, they are. They have lots of rights. Yes. It's good. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, we have unmitigated gall that is from now. Mm-hmm. We have unmitigated gall that's from the right. 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. our decades of choice. Mm-hmm. And we'll just uh, we'll just go around and... Get into some gall. Yes. How about, Heath, you want to start us off? Yeah. Okay. I always I love your gall. <laughs> your gall's the best gall. I think my my unmitigated, unmitigated gall, pardon me, from these days mm. is uh, the people who film themselves reacting to videos they've seen on social media. Yeah. And then posting the video of them reacting. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. What is that? And the issue is... You're not doing anything. Don't no. act like you're not creating anything, first no. of all. Second of all, this isn't the first time you've seen this. You clearly watched it once. So yeah. this reaction you're recording yes. is, is artificial. It is it's not. It is Right, yeah. Ew. And I think, I just, I don't know, you're just sort of a barnacle in somebody else's content. <laughs> a barnacle in someone else's content. That... That is exactly right. Is that right. our new tagline? Yes. <laughs> Barnacle in someone else's content. Wow, it's true though. Uh-huh. It is. I don't really get that trend either because every once in a while, like I've heard about like a reaction video to the Spider-Man reveal or to something right. like that. And I'm like, ooh, let's see. And then immediately I'm cringing. Like, I don't yeah. like, they're like. Right. And there was a couple of years ago, there was a couple of teenagers who would record themselves like hearing a a popular song for the first time. Yeah. And that I thought was real. You could tell those guys, they legitimately are like, I've never heard, you know, Dolly Parton's version of I Will Always Love You. So let's, you mm-hmm. know, set up the camera and we'll right. listen to it. And, you know. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's, you know, that's fine. But yeah, just, I mean, the idea of, you know, somebody else just watching a man, you know, chop wood and, you know, being, having this overt reaction to it is just mm-hmm. silly. I mean, what does the man look like, though? I mm. mean, it's not a bad man to look at. <laughs> and I'm just like, just watch it. Like, that's what I yeah, do. Yeah, just watch you know, it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with watching it. Right, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. In fact, that might be personal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, <laughs> I will say, I will say that I think everyone should follow an Instagram account called Bradley.Thor, and it is a man, and he just, um, he just cuts wood with an axe. <gasps> and it's, it's solid content. <laughs> Solid content. So no one's watching him do it. He's just we are watching yes, him do it. We are watching him do it. Yeah. Wow. And he, I mean, he's you know he speaks to the camera. It's not like he's you know out in the woods and acting like he's not being filmed. But yeah, he is. There are a couple of those things there. What I would call moving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in for lumberjacks. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Thousand percent. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. You really hit on a a, a thing that puzzles me mm-hmm. about content. It is puzzling. Yeah. yeah. Because it's weird. It's like if you want to make content for the internet, think of things to make yeah. and make them and then put them out there. But don't just go find other people's stuff. What do you think people enjoy about watching the watching of the watching of the, yeah, the whole thing? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I mean, the reactions are pretty over the top, you know? Yeah, yeah, But again, yeah. it's just when you think about it, if you put any thought into it, it's like, this is not authentic. This is someone there play acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I don't like it either. Barnacle yeah. on someone else's content. content. Mm-hmm. They're yes. bamboozling, bamboozling us. Bamboozles. <laughs> Can we now, from now on, if we don't like something, just refer to it as a barnacle on someone else's content? Yeah. Content. I think yeah. the shorthand could just be barnacle. Yep. We, can yeah. just, <laughs> we can just we can just be about barnacle whenever we, we want. We can we have need... a scale of barnacles. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We need some merch. We need we barnacle do. merch. <laughs> been a call for barnacle merch it's now is that just crystals are we just selling crystals and we're calling them barnacles i like it yeah we could yeah. put them on necklaces we could put them on uh bracelets it needs to have i always imagine that a barnacle has a bit of a stale sea smell mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we need to figure out how to mm-hmm. incorporate mm-hmm. that maybe just go down to the lake and bottle some of that smell. Yeah. yeah. And then sell it. We're, uh-huh. So we're, now we're also flim flam artists. Yes, we are. <laughs> now oil. we are a barnacle in someone else's content. We are snake oil sales. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Erin, oh. you want to go next? Yeah. Um, so my unmitigated goal, which I'm sure it's existed forever, so it crosses, it knows no time period or decade. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Uh, it's timeless. <laughs> sighing. It's just sighing because let me be clear. <laughs> okay. Let me be clear. Like the I sigh all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. to myself. Okay. 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 I don't sigh in order to get someone's attention or in order to get someone into conversation. Hmm. If you are sighing in the hopes that someone is going to pick oh, yeah. up on your sigh <laughs> yeah. and then engage with you, you're doing life wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's not okay. <laughs> Can you give us an example? Yeah. Okay. This week... From this very week, I had to take my car in for what I thought was an oil change. That's a whole other unmitigated goal. Okay. So we'll set that aside. But I had to take my car in, so I'm in the waiting room of the car place, the waiting lobby, whatever they call it. (laughs) And this lady comes, and from the minute she entered the vicinity, it was just giving hot mess. Like, she had 15 bags, which was very confusing because, like, you're here. You brought your car. Why do you have all that stuff? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you camping out to do here? What are you setting up for? (laughs) She's trying to find her cell phone. She's moving around a water bottle. She decides she's going to get some free coffee. She gets up. But the whole time, she's going, (sighs) Oh, boy. (sighs) 
And no one is picking up on this because, one, we don't know each other, nor are we right. ever going to see each other again. Mm-mm. So finally, the guy that has to come tell her what's wrong with her car comes and sits by her, and she goes, <sighs> and he <laughs> says, before I can jump up and say no, <laughs> he says, oh, are you okay? Nope. <laughs> nope. And I thought, you have ruined the fabric mm-hmm. of what yeah. is going on you here. You've made a tactical error. You've made it. Mm-hmm. You've made a rip. Mm-hmm. And she <laughs> took that oh, she took that opening and said, "Well, my great-grandson is going to be born in 20 minutes. They're doing the C-section, but I'm stuck here because no one would come and pick me up." I think I know why nobody would come pick her up. <laughs> clear. So clear. It and was also, sighing. Why, why uh-huh. are we doing an oil change 20 minutes before the great right yeah you made your choice ma'am you made an appointment well Uh see she's having some sort of car trouble so then like okay you're having car trouble i guess yeah that's important then later in the conversation she reveals she has a second car she says yeah you can keep it overnight i'll just if someone can shuttle me home then i'll just come i have a different car and i'm like (laughs) ma'am you have ruined my reading time i have been sitting here trying to read and all i've heard is (sighs) Her and her respiratory problems are really messing it up for everybody. <laughs> then. Uh-oh. Oh, she's holding up a finger, by the way. We then. need a visual of that. <laughs> Fucking then. <laughs> that guy leaves. And she has the unmitigated gall to sigh again because someone new came into the waiting room and sat across from her. Oh, my God. Sighed again. This lady also doesn't understand the fabric of society, said, hi, no, no. And this lady said, oh, you can be the first to know I'm about to have a great grandson in 20 minutes. And I'm like, am I dead? I have to be a ghost. I've been sitting here the whole time. You know I witnessed the other interaction. This is not the first time you've told someone about this. Keep your size to yourself. That's all Uh I'm saying. Sighing as an intention getter is not okay, and we need to start normalizing uh-huh. that and saying it's uh-huh. not okay. You're right. Some people weaponize size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminds me, I know uh, someone who does this that will, like, in lines at the grocery store, maybe, like, in public places will kind of talk a little bit louder than normal to get the other people around them mm. to engage. And it's like, just just say, hi, how are you? I want to talk to you. Like, whatever. Yeah. Or just leave everybody alone. That's option number yeah. one. If yeah, you get yeah, a choice. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like you're you're tricking people into engaging yes. with you, and if you have to do that, it's time to do a little self reflection yeah. and figure out why nobody wants to engage with you. Yes. 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 Maybe maybe I've misunder mis uh, labeled this unmitigated goal. Maybe oh. it should really be people who give in to the size. Oh. You all need to start uniting oh, yeah. and saying, "I'm not going to do that." And mm-hmm. I understand the the guy that had to tell her about her car is in a tough position customer service i get Mm -hmm. it he Mm -hmm. probably felt like we had to get that out of the way to get to what he needed to tell her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's fair i can get there but ma'am who just walked into the room you have not had time to read this situation Mm -hmm. to decide if this is okay you are a rube and and you've been taken (laughs) why are we engaging on that why are we engaging why are we talking in lobbies i don't like it we shouldn't be a lobby should be silent silent Silent, Silent reading time. Silent. Did you ever figure out what was in those bags? No, and I'm, uh, that was my follow-up. <laughs> I need to know. I 
need to know. They all seemed pliable too, like they were soft, kind of. Like, are is it clothes? Like, what are you up to mm. with all those? Ba- Did you think that the guys looking at your car were going to steal all the stuff in your right. back seat, so right. you shoved it into bags? Those I don't know. Very, you know, attractive bags that look ready for stealing Mm -hmm. yeah and then this is just a side note it's not really anything but she had two different shoelaces in her shoes two different colors and normally that wouldn't be the type of thing that bothered me but man that pissed me off (laughs) when i saw her walking away i was like no (laughs) do you think she knew they were two different ones yeah, I think she thought it was whimsical. Oh. She strikes me as the type that is like, I'm trying, like, look at this, is fun. But then also... Don't force your whimsy on don't me. Don't do it. No. And you're not whimsical because you sat in here inside. Uh-huh. I yeah. mean, it, it was to the point where it felt like white noise. Like it was a machine <laughs> and I set it to sigh. <sighs> yeah, whimsy should be natural. It should not uh-huh. be forced. Yeah. You're right. Look at my phone. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. All you're doing is forcing me to move. That's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's many times that I, uh, uh, let me clarify. There are some times that I wish we had a visual, like a video podcast so that people could see the expressions that you're making as you're describing this woman because it's wonderful. The rest of the time I'm like, there's no goddamn way I would want us videotaped <laughs> no. because, uh, by the way, I was speaking to your husband on yeah. Friday and he was joking around that he thought we all wore like evening wear, evening wear <laughs> to our recordings and like very fancy. And I'm yes. like, oh no, I think I forgot to put a bra on last time. So that's that's the level that we're at. It's Sunday. I frequently yeah. don't shower exactly. and have to put a hat on. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It's also weird that he said that because he saw me leave the house. <laughs> I was not in a tux. So he thinks you're quick changing yeah, in yeah. the car. Apparently, yeah. He thinks I keep my tux in the car. Right. I just throw that on before I show up here. If he ever comes again which he, yeah. he came to a couple recordings of rods and books uninvited at least once <laughs> that is true that is true we need to all be decked out mm-hmm. we do yeah. yeah yeah we need to be we need to all go to goodwill up. and get mm-hmm. the fanciest clothes we can <laughs> some old prom dresses yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. uh huh you say you just, I just keep my fancy recording clothes at Amy's that's right <laughs> just damaged in the car she has a dressing room for me yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> we have a green room before we come out we're divas uh-huh. yeah so, you know. So, fuck you, sighing. Okay. <laughs> There's the transition. <laughs> and we moved on to Amy's. <laughs> well, I've got to sort of fuck you, too. Oh, good. And it's, uh, I mean, in, in a kindly way to this show. Because I am still shook by revelations that were made episodes ago <laughs> about <laughs> my own upbringing. <laughs> You're your own unmitigated god? Oh, yes! Oh, no. We've become self-aware. <laughs> Shit, is that when it's over? <laughs> is this like when a star eats itself? <laughs> yeah, like, I knew that... My childhood had its moments of gall on behalf of, you know, parents and adults in the the world of the 80s. Mm -hmm. But in doing this show, I'm remembering more stuff. And then you guys are showing me, oh, that was super fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, of course, referring to the Jaw story that was made (laughs) several episodes ago where it was revealed to me that the excuse made by my mom about not going to the hospital after I broke my jaw was that I'd eaten that day. And you guys had a lovely time <laughs> refuting that excuse. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I went away from the recording thinking, huh, what, what else have I just accepted blindly? Your face was 
Mm-hmm. You were shocked. It was so poignant that I felt the need to check on you later and uh-huh. make sure that we didn't explode something permanently because uh-huh. I felt like, oh, no, she's going through every time in her life that she probably should have yeah. gone to the hospital and yes. didn't because she ate. Right. Yeah. She might have even have given other people that advice. No, you can't go. Uh-huh. You ate. Uh-huh. Poor lady is now reflecting on everything. Yeah. Well, then I'm remembering like things like when I was like five or six and we went to uh, the swimming pool and I was being pressured uh, to go down the slide by mm. a parent. No. And oh, uh, absolutely I was not. so scared that I gripped the edges oh, of no. the fiberglass oh, slide no. oh, and no. slid on down. And I remember once I hit the water, opening my eyes and there's just blood all over the water. Didn't go to the hospital then. The story then was, oh, our neighbor's a nurse and she says it's fine. Did, she, did the neighbor actually come over? I don't remember. Okay. I thought your neighbors were drug dealers. <laughs> That's who they brought over. And they're like, it's fine. It's fine. The Amish people said you don't have the to Amish people. <laughs> The cult kids said, yeah, no, it's fine. Just put some Vaseline on that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's some gall is just uh, mm-hmm. the the revelations that the show is bringing right. on a on a biweekly basis. Moving forward, we will be sure to just be like, no, that's right. You can't eat before oh, you're yeah, in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Deep fiberglass cuts yeah. are fine. Yeah, I think. you've been given yeah. accurate information. Yeah, that's that that tracks. That was perfect. Yeah. Yep. And then I remembered, like, I don't know if I've told the story about seeing the dead body in um when I was younger here, and I was like, I wonder what they'll have to say about that. So like when I was ten, it was nineteen eighty seven. Um, my neighbors down the street, not the drug dealers, oh. not the cult kids, not the, the, the long haul oh. trucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> known as Wild Bill. Ooh. Ooh. I had it. <laughs> no. Well, how'd he get that name? <laughs> and he was a ZZ Top kind of looking guy. Oh. Okay. Um, their daughter, um, we were supposedly going somewhere. They were going to take us to like a. I don't even know where. I assumed somewhere child appropriate. ZZ Top concert? Yeah, ZZ Top <laughs> concert. And we ended up at a wake. And I didn't know the person there. And I'd never seen a dead body before. And also, I was like, am I supposed to be here? Do you know this dead body? Do, does anyone... What is death and what is happening right now? <laughs> yeah, your parents should show you your first dead body. It yeah, right? Be neighbors. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. also, or I should at least see it on my street. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Also... I mean, <laughs> as a parent of kids that like go places with yeah. other parents, yeah. Wild Bill and Long Haul Trucker <laughs> are mm. two red flags that my kid's about to be sex trapping. Mm. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go, mm-hmm. Uh, no, we'll meet you there. <laughs> and I'll drop her off and then I'll come back and pick her up. Because mm. you're a Long Haul Trucker. You're just going to take off. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Did the funeral where you saw, the, or the wake where you saw the dead body, did they have sandwiches or anything? Yeah. Like, was they, this a lunch thing? Yeah. <laughs> I remember there being, like, bologna around, and I was like, ah. Like, everyone else knew what they were doing, yeah. I think, and I'm just sort of wandering around, because they took off at some point, too. Didn't you have to call your parents to I pick did, you up? I did, because They just abandoned wandering. you at a wake? Yeah, I'm just oh, wandering no. around the funeral home, and I'm just looking for anybody I know, and then, yeah, I walk up to the, the coffin, and I'm like, huh, Okay. Did you know that person? Nope. <laughs> sure didn't. It was an old white dude, but uh, not one I knew. Uh, was it Wild Bill's brother, Wild Bob? <laughs> if so, Wild Bob was not so wild. He was clean cut. Oh, mm. mild maybe Bob. He, maybe he was the black sheep of the family, oh, of yeah. the wild family. Anyway, that was just another tidbit that I just yeah, thought of when I, mean, I thought of 
revelations that are mm-hmm. happening from this show and me rethinking my life. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we need to make another segment that's just like Amy survived childhood. <laughs> uh-huh. And yeah. like moments where Amy probably should have been really injured, gotten kidnapped, <laughs> was killed, and she just somehow made it to the other side. Uh-huh. And we could like have like it. a little noise, like a little yeah, you know, like the triangle. more you know. Do, do, do. Yeah, uh-huh. Amy survives childhood. Yeah. So I can tell the story mm-hmm. <laughs> because, huh? I don't know. I feel like we all probably have some of those. Like, I mean, you went to fucking Catholic school. Come on, yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I mean, the worst that was going to happen, I was going to end up in an exorcist. But, but uh, I don't know. If that was the worst that could. No, happen. no, no. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. some others. There's yeah. some others. But we blocked that out. <laughs> we yeah, blocked it yeah, all yeah. Out. That free therapy we all got. Yeah, and and you've had some, you've had some moments mm-hmm. too. So maybe yeah. it's always a, a yeah. you know, the more you know kind of segment. Yeah. We, we survived. <laughs> we hope everybody that's listening is thinking of your childhood trauma as well. <laughs> yeah, and and yep. if. if there is one reason we started this podcast is so that when you're just at work, uh-huh. in your car, in the shower, you can just really think about your childhood trauma. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Join us. I know yes. this seems like a fun podcast, but really. Yeah, you can smash that pause button and just weep. Yeah. Just sob. We're big, if, big if fans of shower crying. And yeah. if you're somewhere in public, start sighing. Mm-hmm. And then someone will ask you about it. Yeah. Ask you about it. Ask you that about is how we should... Market this podcast, <gasps> and we should just go to waiting rooms and lobbies and just, and just be like, sigh. just sigh. And people are like, "What's wrong?" Be like, "Nothing. I love fuzzy memories." <laughs> this is such a great podcast. I just don't know how to get the word out. Uh-huh. It's so confusing. <sighs> uh-huh. I think that might backfire. Well, well you have to pick your waiting rooms correctly. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. otherwise, I don't see any holes in that plan. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, no obstacles or hurdles. All right. Well, how about some more gall, mm. Keith? All right. <sighs> <laughs> what is it? Tell us about it. What's going on? What's going on? Hypercolor shirts. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Wow. I say to you, yes. hypercolor shirts. Uh, for those of you that don't know, hypercolor oh, was a line of clothing, mainly t-shirts and shorts, that changed color with heat, like the heat from your body would yeah, change yeah, color. Yeah. So uh, the internet says they contained a thermochromic Pigment nope. made by Matsui Shikiso Chemical of Japan. So chemicals. Wow. Uh, that change between two colors, one when cold and one when warm. The shirts were produced with several color change choices beginning in 1991. So this is this is unmitigated golf. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, they, you know, they're, they're pretty fun for the first couple times you wore them, but they uh, could be damaged very easily if you wash them in water that was too hot or put them in the dryer or iron them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So your choices were having a very wrinkled t-shirt that changed colors or wearing a failing science experiment that sort of looked nice. Uh, and I remember having one of these in high school and I, and I got it as part of my back to school clothing haul, you know, yeah, get like, yeah. you know, three or four shirts and some jeans and a new pair of sneakers. And when you wore the shirt, the parts that were directly touching your skin, uh, you know, like the armpits, that kind of stuff, they would change uh, to the warm color. And the rest of the shirt would be the regular color. So school starts in late August in Iowa, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Sure and does. it's still and no air conditioning. It's still very hot in our high school. You guessed it did not have air conditioning. So I wear this shirt to school and it looks broken because I'm so hot sitting in English class <laughs> that it's just the hot color. Like it's not, you know, it's not doing oh, what I wanted no. it to do. And the teacher asked if I was okay because the shirt made it seem like I had like a hundred and ten degree <laughs> fever or something, like I was like burning up from the inside. 
So, of course, I mean, after wearing it in that kind of heat, it needed to be washed. And, you know, my mom, not a scientist, <laughs> uh, didn't know that it had all these special instructions like it was a gremlin or something. And the next time I wore it, it didn't work nearly as well. Aww. So these shirts made uh, lots of big promises that they couldn't keep. Mm-hmm. And if anybody would like to start a class action lawsuit, please contact me <laughs> via our podcast webpage. I agree. What would happen if you wore a hypercolor shirt to a marathon? Oh, would it rub your nipples off first? I think off? it probably would. I would probably have some sort of chemical burn on my skin by the yeah. time this was all done. Yeah. These were uh, the ones that you could touch, right? And yeah. it would leave the handprint oh, on yeah. the person that you, yeah. That's Which for I, kids was a bad idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. just touching kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my handprint. <laughs> That's what immediately popped in my head was people, because I went to a Catholic school, we were always in uniforms. Oh, yeah. And every once in a while, we'd have a jean day, like it was a fundraiser. Oh, you had boy. to bring a dollar. For whatever the fundraiser was, and you could wear jeans, and then like the, someone the priest legal defense fund. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were fundraising for them already. Yeah, That's no, nice. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, they needed a new know, car or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the Catholic Church really struggles with funds, so that was a <laughs> yeah, good idea. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always yeah questionable, but. That's when you'd see a hypercolor shirt, mm-hmm. and then everyone would be like, oh, 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 and touch. Immediately, that's what I thought. It was mm-hmm. everyone trying to touch the shirt and make their hand But that's appear. a lot of pressure, I think, for a, a high school or middle school kid that, like, you only get to wear your actual clothes, like, once every yeah, two months. Like, yeah. that's a big deal to pick out an outfit for And it was yeah. terrifying. But there yeah. was also parameters, because it's Catholic school, so they're not just going to let us go willy-nilly. Like, oh. you couldn't wear certain cartoon, you know, like, there were certain uh, parameters no, to what you could no wear. No Spuds so. McKenzie shirts? Right, yeah, yeah. I think, like, Bart Simpson was probably banned, Mm -hmm. you know, just that type of thing. So, yeah, back-to-school haul was really only, like, one pair of jeans because you're Mm going to wear them, like, three times all year Mm -hmm. outside of the weekend. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was a lot of pressure. If there's a jean day, first of all, we knew about it months in advance. If they published the calendar, we'd be like, oh, God, that jean day is coming up. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. I'm trying to think if, like, uniforms would have made it easier or worse for us. Because, like, it felt like some days it's just like, I got nothing in me. I don't know yeah. what the fuck to wear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was – there is something nice about that. I mean, yeah. you have a skirt and three shirt options. That's it. And mm-hmm. then we could wear pants only during certain months, the, the girls. Like, oh, wow. after the temperature got to a certain, then we could wear pants through, like, the spring. And then we had to go. Then it was, like, time to be back in your uniform oh, skirt. God. Uh, too bad they didn't have hyper-color uniforms. They did not, no. Yeah. It was always like reds, blues, and khakis. Mm-hmm. Maybe we would have caught the priest earlier if, uh, oh, yeah. you know. Hyper-color, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just get hyper everything. Thanks, science. They're like, uh, why are their genitals all dark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was that too far? Was that the look of too far? He's, he looked like, like ooh. <laughs> Well, <laughs> everybody's different, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't genital shame. <laughs> You're right. I apologize. Yep. You're right. Yep. <laughs> Please take us away from this, Aaron. Okay. I my unmitigated it's gall. Dark is... genitals. <laughs> yes. What is up with that? <laughs> Why are they so hot? Why is your undercarriage putting off so much heat? Uh, no, my unmitigated gall from circa, like, I want to say 1997. Okay. Maybe a little earlier than that, actually. Uh, is the person. Oh. And you know who you are. Oh. At the skating rink who oh. stole only one of my Doc Martens. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. I still remember this. 
and Those it might be the reason. Yeah, and I got them for Christmas, which was a miracle. Oh. Right? Yeah. I think I had to save up half and then the other half or something. There was some. But anyway, I felt like I had earned these. Yeah. I wore them. We went skating, as you do. And I came back and only one was there. And I thought, surely I misplaced the other one. Right. And when I tell you the amount of time I spent searching in that, it was absurd. Why would they steal just one? I don't know. I have thought about this. It has haunted my waking moments and my dreams for decades. Uh, you will never know the shame of walking to your car with one stocking foot and one shoe. No and one, one Doc Martin yeah, shoe. Yeah, that the other one is just gone. And I blame this person for me thinking that I now need to buy a pair of Doc Martin shoes because they're yes. making a comeback. They very much are. And some mm-hmm. of them are great. Uh-huh. But the unmitigated gall to go to a skating rink and take one, mm-hmm. these are the possible theories I've come up with okay. over right. the years. Let's okay. hear it. We'll get the obvious one out of the way. Only had one foot. Sure. Okay. feel well. like I would have noticed that at some point at the skating rink and immediately have a suspect. Maybe right. not. Right. Maybe not. Somebody else was at some place earlier with one person that only had a foot that stole only one of their shoes. They came here. Oh, how fortunate. Oh. This person has the exact same, right? That's right. a bit more. That's, crime spree. It's yeah, crime, crime spree. spree. Yeah. yeah, I'm at the end of a crime spree. That's an option. Okay. Or the beginning. You could have been the beginning of the crime spree. That's true. Yeah. See, I had never even occurred to me. Mm-hmm. 25 years later, still mm-hmm. new clues <laughs> Yeah. in the mystery. You look a little shook by that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My third philosophy. <laughs> I'll have to think about that later. We'll circle back. <laughs> My third philosophy is just plain fuckery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tom Foolery gone awry. Yeah. And too long. Mm-hmm. Four, a friend actually did it and it went on too long and they didn't know how to get out of it. Oh. Yeah. I'm I'm going with number four. I it has yeah. to be, right? It has to be. Someone was like, "This is such a good prank," and then it just got out, got away from them. Or maybe they, yeah, they did it as a prank, and then they, then they left before you, and they forgot about it. Yep. <sighs> and you have been haunted ever uh-huh. since. I mean, that's no friend though. That's no, no friend. No, <laughs> that's not a prank. That no. is larceny. And that is when I stopped trusting people altogether. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I get it. I had a very lengthy conversation with the skating rink attendant as well, and was like, "Look, if it appears, here is my number. You call me. Yeah. Day or close night. Day or night. Yeah, I don't care. I will be waiting by the phone because I only have one fucking shoe. Uh-huh. So, and they're Doc Martens. Mm-hmm. And certainly, when you left the roller skating rink, people like adults looked at you like you were crazy. Like, oh, like yeah. I just showed yeah. up with one shoe, and mm-hmm. I was also petrified to tell my parents. Oh yeah, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. It's okay." I don't think it is, though, because you're still talking about it. I'm still talking about it. Yeah. I'm still, and I think part of the problem is that I loved them so much. I, I get it. Like, everyone's like, just get some now. But there's so many of them. And then I get, like, almost indecision. Like, yeah, I get scared that I'm not going to pick the right one. And then somebody's <laughs> going to steal one of them. It's I have PTSD about my Doc Martens. <laughs> and I don't know how to get past it. Well, I mean, uh, it might be helped by the fact that you probably don't go to roller rinks anymore. Sure don't. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you don't? Mm. <laughs> Don't the youths like the roller rinks? I don't. I can tell you that I have never put Mason in a pair of roller skates. Mm. I bet Evan would like roller skates. He's gone, I think. There was a couple middle school things that he went to that were at a roller rink. But All right. Yeah, couldn't tell you. Well, for my goal, I want us to remember Casey Kasem. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I do remember. 
Oh uh-huh. my gosh. In the 1980s Long and 90s, dedication. Yes, he led the America's Top 40 Weekly Show oh, on the yeah, radio. He did. It was always multiple hours on a Sunday. Uh-huh. So during the times that mom and dad would regularly make us go to church, I was especially anti-Lord because it mm-hmm. cut into Casey Kasem. Oh, how shoot. dare he how or d- she? Yeah. So, as you said, each show was full of ups and downs, songs moving all over the scale, mm-hmm. willy nilly. And also special call-in requests. And I remember one call-in very specifically. It was a woman who wrote in saying that when she was a teenager, she left the house one day and she screamed to her dad, I hope you drop dead. And then like that day he did. Oh. And so she was still so very sad years later. So she dedicated a song to him on the Casey Kasem show. Because that'll do it. That'll do it. Well, he can't hear it. He's dead. Not in her mind. He listens to Casey Kasem <laughs> up in heaven. From beyond He's just the been waiting. Ah, that was the apology yeah. I was waiting for. <laughs> Where the gall comes in uh-huh. is, besides some of these like very treacly stories, is the adage he always said, which was, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Uh-huh. Because you can't do both, or you're going to hurt your back real bad. <laughs> yeah. You got to give up one. You got to keep right. your feet firmly on the ground or you got to reach, you know, a little less hard for the stars. You're right. So you got to modulate your own dreams and your own ambitions or you just forget the ground. You become Larry on the lawn chair with the balloons and you reach for those stars and then, oops, how do I get down? How do I get How do down? I get down? As a side note, okay, I know this is going to come out after this is on our social media, but if you didn't have the chance, it's going to come out this week on social media. You really need to make sure and listen to the CB audio that I found of Larry talking to his girlfriend <gasps> while floating away. What? Yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> you have to come back down if your glasses fell off. That's what she says. And he says, I brought an extra pair. I'm fine. It is wild. Oh, Larry. It is wild. So in addition to the BB gun that he eventually Uh dropped uh and the glasses, he had a CB radio that he held on to. The video, I put some video in too. Oh my God. Of him, the the mount, it's the lady from the car place. He has that many bags of stuff (laughs) on this chair. It is so much stuff. And I was like, wow. Yeah, he, he said, I got another pair. I'm fine. Well, maybe Larry had listened too much to Casey Kasem because, you know, he was getting uh, ideas far beyond what he should have been. He should have kept his feet on the ground and stopped reaching for the stars. We wouldn't wouldn't have some of the problems we have today. (laughs) 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 We wouldn't have some of the problems we have today if fewer people would have not listened to Casey Kasem. Exactly. Unmitigated gall of acting like you're a therapist when you're just a radio DJ. And also, he was such a tiny man. He's just oh, a yeah. tiny, tiny man. Have you seen him next to his wife, Jean Kasem? No. She was that tall blonde lady <gasps> that uh, she was on. Uh, uh, she played Carla's ex-husband's new wife on Cheers. Maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I won't remember what she looks like. <clears throat> she was very, very tall. She had like platinum blonde hair. Wow. Uh-huh. Really? And her name was Jean. <laughs> Jean Kasem. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, that little that little bugger. He he uh he just he ruined a lot of us, mm-hmm. I think. Oh. And you're right, those call in segments uh-huh. each week as a kid, I was like, What's it gonna be? And that drop dead one, I was just like, Oh my god, I have to be careful what I say to my parents. I have to be really careful. I have power. But yeah. I didn't know I had <laughs> such power. I can strike them down dead if I want. Yeah. And then I can call Casey Kasem and make it all okay. He went on to host some of the New Year's Eve drops, right? Like No, that was Dick Clark. Oh, that was Dick Clark. Yeah. I, 
Because I don't know what. What am I he's remembering Casey Kasem in a full silver sequin suit for? Does anybody else have that image? No. Okay. Maybe you I might be thinking Dick Clark. I might. Be. He's a tiny man too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe I may. Yeah. yeah. I probably crossed mm-hmm. wires there. Did you ever see the Saved by the Bell episode where they were all a band, and they oh, were yeah. like going in the famous band? Casey Kasem was in that. And he was like narrating their documentary. Oh, as they went through the whole spiral of a band where they're famous, or they yeah. get famous, and then uh oh, you know, fall into trouble, and then oh, the reunion, yay! Oh wow, I think they cut out drugs and sex. Yeah, but, probably. You know, yeah. yeah, not even. What about caffeine pills? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so excited! I'm so uh, scared. Yeah. All right. So that's you know. Rest in peace, Casey Kasem. Is he dead? He's dead. He's oh, dead. okay. <laughs> After I shit all over him. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You shouldn't be sorry. Sorry. At least he got to check in with that gal's dad to see if he liked the song he picked out. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I bet he's talking to a lot of ghosts up there and Mm -hmm. be like, oh, you know what? There's probably a whole line of people just waiting to say that wasn't my favorite song. (laughs) Be like, or my daughter was a bitch. She deserved that. (laughs) I did it just to spite her. Yeah. She could carry that around for the rest of her days. Exactly. Well, speaking of caffeine pills. Oh, oh no. I have my mitigator galls with my middle school health teacher, Mrs. Holm, mm. for telling us that caffeine was bad for you. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, she was our health and home economics teacher in high school, and she was a pretty straight-laced gal that some might describe as fun repellent. Oh. Um... <laughs> That's a great description. Yeah. She was teaching a unit on drugs, and we went through uh, all the big guns, you know, cocaine, marijuana, heroin, LSD, crack, etc. That are always right around the always corner. Always around yep. the corner, ready to jump I'm the present. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, and I, you, know, you know, I get it. It's important to teach the youth about not doing LSD on prom night. That's, that's, <laughs> we should be doing that. Because especially that in your small town, there's yes. just LSD mm-hmm. right around the just corner. Falling from the sky. Yep. But she also told us about how dangerous of a drug that caffeine was, and she made caffeine sound like it had been tearing families apart for generations. (laughs) She really did. She made it sound like it was the root cause for thousands of wars all over the globe. (laughs) And it was the first example that I can remember in my life when someone was using scare tactics in such an egregious way. And it worked. She scared me off caffeine. As a teen, uh, that meant I stopped having one soda each day after school. But she scared me off it. I quit. Cold turkey. I gave it up because I thought I was going to uh, going to keep me from getting sent off to rehab. Oh. And while I managed to avoid rehab, uh, I can report today that I've definitely fallen off a no-caffeine wagon. And mm-hmm. it's currently one of the best parts of all of my days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think we all know uh, that if you have too much caffeine, it can make it hard to sleep. And it can make you anxious, and it can contribute to dehydration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what else causes all those things? Watching the news. <laughs> Having children. <laughs> being abducted. <laughs> so let's just... <laughs> Satan! Satanic panic! <laughs> oh, no. So let's just put some perspective on this situation, yeah. okay? And acknowledge yeah. that, you know, caffeine isn't so bad compared to being abducted, and Miss Holmes should probably have done a better job of communicating that. She could have, wow. like, tempered her message a little bit. Miss Holmes had a very, like, rosy view of the world if caffeine was the mm-hmm. scariest thing. Yes, yeah, she did. I also distinctly remember her not liking the TV show Roseanne because she thought she told us she thought it was crass and stuff, you know? <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. But uh, she was also the person, and this is sort of a, a weird segue, maybe. She was also the person who taught us uh, the sex education unit in health class. Oh, no. no. And I had to watch her put a condom on a banana, nope. and I've never fully recovered from that. 
no, and then you're associating bananas with dicks, and that's no good. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it's not good. Because <laughs> <laughs> of your hatred for bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if memory serves, though, she had kind of a smug look on her face while she was doing this. Like, she thought this made her, like, a cool teacher. Oh, my God. Uh, but I now feel like uh, what presented a smugness to me then was probably just what her face looked like when she'd rather be doing anything besides mm. putting a condom on a banana in front of a room full of teenagers. <laughs> Um, and I don't mean to dog on her or any other teachers who have had to do this, <laughs> but was the banana demo really necessary? Like, like who's getting the condom out and then just being like, now what? Yeah. Like, if you're in that situation, I think you know where it goes. Yeah. Or just the very clinical way of going about it. Like, that's not how it's going to happen. You're not going right. to aim it. No. And then, no. Gra- yeah, no, right. there's none, none of that. <laughs> this would be another time for a video of yeah. you We're aiming. aiming it. Yeah, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. You'll, I mean, obvious, obviously, I was spared the sex education oh, yeah, yeah. because mm. save yourself for the Lord. Oh, you know? yep. yeah, yeah. There was no sex was the rehab thing. That was the scary, mm-hmm. egregious thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they. Um... Would they have told you caffeine was worse than sex or sex was sex was worse than caffeine? Sex was worse than caffeine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. church ladies love a coffee. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I imagine the nuns don't get much pleasure in life. And no. maybe a coffee gives them a little bit. It gives them mm-hmm. a little, woo! A little yeah, exactly. Pop in their step. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, why deny us the, the pure joy? Mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't drink coffee, though, do you? You I, drink Mountain Dew. Uh, I, I drink Diet Mountain Dew. Cause... Excuse me. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm How sorry. dare you? I am very I'm different sorry. things. <laughs> Apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to piggyback on that one. Ooh. Oh. Actually. And say that am I, it, it is something that's happening now that I find egregious. But Recording I, this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> right now, in this moment. It actually kind of is. Uh, <laughs> But it's also something that I feel I was led astray when I was younger. Okay. So it's an unmitigated gall that spanned my whole life mm-hmm. that I would like to undo for future generations. Wow. Okay? Yeah. So here's the thing that no one tells you in that when you get in your 40s, things that you eat that you previously had no problem with, mm-hmm. things that you drink that you previously had no problem with are going to make your esophagus burn. Mm-hmm. Like someone set it on fire from the inside out the minute you lay your head down to sleep. I don't care if you had that item at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. You better know that it's mm. coming back. Mm. And if you don't understand what I'm talking about, it's acid reflux. Mm. And if you don't understand, then, you know, Lucky you, you, but Lucky I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing that is infuriating me the more I think about it. My whole life now has become, for the last months, managing this and Mm -hmm. deciding when and if I can eat or drink that item Mm. based on if I want to sleep or I want to burn alive from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just say, it's worth it. Other times you think, no, I did great. All I ate was rice. And I'm still burning from the inside out. No one was up in front of a classroom when I was in third grade, being like, eat it now. Eat the whole uh-huh. pizza. Have all the Pepsi. Yeah, do the right. Doritos and the Fun Dips. Yep. Do it. Because yep. you can't do this later. When you're an adult and supposedly you're in charge, mm-hmm. your body's not going to let you do this. So as a kid, you should be able to eat that weird Ninja Turtle pie with the green sludge as many times as you want. Yeah. Because someday you can't mm-hmm. without yeah. dire consequences. Yeah. And that's some bullshit that no one set right. It was all limit your sugar, eat your fruits and vegetables. 
A lot of fat good that did me. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, this is another uh, of the potential things to address in your motivational speaker uh, series. <laughs> there was the one where uh, from Broads and Books where you were going to speak to college graduates. And say, like, none listen, of this matters. <laughs> yeah, none, of this sh- <laughs> none of this shit matters. And reach under your chair for your student loan bill. Yeah. I feel like I this is another. You could go around to elementary schools and be like, listen, kids. Fuck all the fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go for it. That Halloween yep. candy, that whole group you're about to get, other than making your tummy upset, it might be worth it. Do mm-hmm. it. Do it. Because mm-hmm. a tummy upset is going to be real quick for you kids. So quick. You're, you know. So quick. You yeah. need to start a coffee habit now. <laughs> yeah. Because that shit's going to burn later. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to encourage alcoholism in third graders, but. I do. You should. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a drunk nine-year-old. You should start drinking all the martinis you want to try now. Because go for the hard liquor now. Now. Yeah. Do it now. Because yeah. later you'll be like, this is a fun Friday night. And then you'll be awake for hours. Mm. Worried that your time has finally come. And Satan has won the battle for your soul. <laughs> because you are on fire. You're right. By the time we are adults and making the, the decisions that we want to make, our body starts betraying us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll be the first to admit that because I went to a Catholic school, it took me a longer into adulthood to realize I had more autonomy than I thought, mm. you know, that I didn't have to follow certain right. rules. So I'll, I can admit that, but mm. I think you got to start earlier. Yeah. Because pretty soon you're just on nightly cups of tea and chicken and rice, and that's no way to live. Mm. Yeah, I feel like uh, you should have started real soon because you've had a, you've had a, a, a tummy issue for a long time yeah that your body's regularly been betraying you so much betrayal yeah (laughs) and this new thing where we're just on fire is just no good and went out friday night to a nice little restaurant had a few martinis and i have been paying for it for 48 hours (laughs) oh my god it has not stopped and the bottle of the medicine that i take for the acid says don't take more than two in 24 hours and i'm like but what happens when you're still dying Yeah. Like, I've what taken, is worse? I've taken more than two in 24 hours. I mean, hours. come on. There should yeah. be a section on the label of, like, if, if this fails, if my med- <laughs> if I'm failing, how should what, what should I do then? Yeah. What, what, and also maybe age brackets. Like, if you're uh-huh. over 45 or if you're over yeah. 40, yeah. take as many as you fucking want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, nothing's going to matter no, anyway. No. Yeah. Your knee's going to hurt tomorrow yeah. just as bad as it does right now. We're not going to take any minerals out of your system. Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, they could just list off, like, if you take seven, here's what happens. Like, this is, we tried this, and this is what happened. Yeah, if you just yeah. give me the range, I can choose if uh-huh. that's worse or not. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's what shit, that's what drug warning is. Because what really if it's be about. just like you're going to sleep? It's just going to make oh, yeah. you sleepy. Right. Right. <laughs> Wonderful. Fantastic. Knock you out for 72 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Sign right. me up. Wonderful. Your throat's going to close a little bit. You're uh-huh. not going to be able to eat anything else for a while. I'm willing. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is okay. Do you, when you are unable to sleep and the burning is happening, do you just, like, think to yourself, this girl is on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if you don't, you should. Yeah. I put in my nighttime headphones uh-huh. and just lay there. Uh-huh. Lean into it. Think about Alicia Keys just setting a piano on fire uh-huh. inside my chest. <laughs> So if we aren't covering enough, you know, childhood trauma, we're also mm-hmm. covering today's trauma. I feel like the that trauma childhood of our trauma bodies. informed today. <clears throat> yeah. You shouldn't have been letting me just go wild with all of the foods. For sure. And all of the drinks. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I really am advocating for children to drink. Yeah, you really are. It's 
a tough stance, but mix in some vodka with that sunny D, and you are good. <laughs> you are good. If you really want to go retro, get yourself some Zima. Ooh, Whoa, yeah. Put some Skittles in it and oh. pretend it tastes different. Ooh, gross. Okay. Well, there's no transition. No there. transition yeah. for there. Yeah. For more recipes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bonus episode right there. What? Childhood dishes that we were served <gasps> that we remember distinctly. Like Dirt in a cup. Yeah. Yes. Worms and, yes. I love that. Uh, so my next one is maybe just the, the gall of the world because oh. it involves us Generation X folks. Mm. All right. I mean, I, I am biased, but I think we're the coolest. We have the By best far. music. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember clearly as a teen that we were constantly shit on <laughs> as the generation of angst-ridden slackers in fa- flannel. We were scary and sad and, oh, my God, what is grunge and what is goth and what is wrong with our kids? But then we turned adult and the media turned their eye elsewhere like any philandering cheater. <laughs> <laughs> Because whenever you see any goddamn news story about generational trends, it's millennials, it's boomers, it's Gen Z, and we are often just left out of the... There's so many, like, charts and graphs where it's just, like, the silent generation and boomers and, whoops, millennials just skip right over us. They just don't know what to say. They don't know what to say. So we are invisible, and it's some fucking gall from the world (laughs) because they were so scared of us that now they've made us invisible. I think it's, like, recognition, like... Oh, they're goth because we just had no rules and let them go to wakes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, what yeah. other options did they yeah. have? That's if that true. doesn't make you goth, I don't know what will. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just, every time I see something, because, you know, obviously they're always talking about millennials this and millennials this and Gen Z this and Gen Z this. And I'm like, we were the original scare tactic. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're afraid to admit they're wrong. Yeah. So yeah. they just act yeah. like we don't, we're not here. Yeah. yeah. It sort of feels like maybe we're the lab rat that like, the one thing that they didn't think was going to happen in the lab were that rat, and yeah. they just don't know what to do. Like, we can't yeah. kill it. It actually didn't die, but we're right. just... Yeah. It's just up here, and it's all fucked up, but it's it still alive. We're just letting it live out its years. Yeah. yeah. It didn't turn out the way we thought it would. Right. Yeah. It's not quite right. It appears like it's okay. It's not. Yeah. Do you ever, when you see those things, do you ever just, like, channel Julia Roberts and Steel Magnolia and just be like, stop talking about yeah. me like I'm not here? <laughs> <laughs> And then suck down my juice and uh-huh. yeah, exactly. That's exactly Stop what happens. <laughs> That's a big injustice, actually. When that happens to you and you're talked about like mm-hmm. you're not there, that mm-hmm. is infuriating. Well, and there's so many, you know, like content creators and everything. They're always talking about, oh, us millennials, we were doing this, and you know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're just we're just ignoring. I also have no desire ever, even if people are close to my age, to group us all into a group. Like, if you haven't figured out that that's a recipe for disaster, like mm-hmm. us millennials, no, I always want to make sure it's clear that I'm not a part of whatever group thing you got going on. Cause... Well, and yeah, depending on when you were a millennial, it'd be a t- totally different experience. Mm-hmm. I think Generation X, it was probably a little more uniform because it was before the internet and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. But I also saw some, or maybe it was Chuck Klosterman in his book mm. about the 90s mm-hmm. said that, like, it's the generation of people that had the biggest changes most quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, to go from, you know, we're buying cassette tapes. I mean, mm-hmm. we're that generation that has now seen 
you know, Spotify be what we it have is. seen like some those things. Are, it's a wide gap in terms of technology. What's happened? Like, yeah. there's not really other generations that have had that much change. Yeah, we uh, are the grizzled old people that have seen things yeah. that we can't unsee. Mm-hmm. No. We've had to buy the same goddamn songs five different times. Yeah, <laughs> so many times. We are propping up the economy. Uh-huh. We are. Uh-huh. We know that we used to have to pay for ringtones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We exactly. should be starting a class action lawsuit for that to get that money back. Yeah. You should be able to go backwards and be like, yeah, I bought a few mm-hmm. at 99 cents a piece. I'd like that money back, please. Maybe now each time that I see like a chart or like a news item that's ignoring us, mm-hmm. I'll just make a gif of Julia Roberts uh-huh. and I'll just send that back every time <laughs> until suddenly I become known as that person. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Carve yourself out of place. Yeah. And then I'll sell our barnacle gear, and it'll be great. <laughs> our barnacle gear. We're so good at this that the so first good. idea we had for merch was barnacles. <laughs> oh. Do you have one more Heath or you spent? Um, I actually have um, what I like to call... Uh, a lightning round of unmitigated Whoa! golf. <laughs> Let's hear I've it. Got, I've got several um, several no. things that I won't dive oh, super oh, super oh. deep into, but yes. I will okay. I will uh, spit them out Hit at this me. microphone. Yeah. So first, uh, in 1992, when Dan Quayle criticized the fictional character Murphy Brown for yeah. having a child out of wedlock, first of all, she didn't really have a child out of wedlock. She was it was all make believe. Yes. Second, if you don't want to have a child out of wedlock, then don't have a child out of wedlock. You creep. Leave her. <laughs> leave women alone. Uh, number two. When The Simpsons became a big hit airing opposite The Cosby Show, and people complained that the show that didn't star Bill Cosby was the downfall of society. Yes. Yeah. I, I bet you all feel real fucking dumb now, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't realize they went head-to-head that way. Mm-hmm. People who blamed MTV and video games for their kids' shitty behavior instead of holding their kids accountable or holding themselves accountable. Why didn't they hold Rubik's Cube accountable? That thing would make you lose your damn mind. Speaking of Rubik's Cube! <laughs> Rubik's Cube can burn in hell for being difficult to figure out. I got so frustrated once that I just rearranged the stickers so that it looked like that I had won, nice. and that's a little too close to denying election results for my taste. Oh, shit. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh-huh. Today you'd be like a truth social yeah, person. Yeah, I would uh-huh. be. Uh, when Disney would release a movie on VHS and then create false urgency and say it was going back in the vault, so oh I'd panic God. and buy Sleeping Beauty when I did not need it. Yeah. And they were more yes. expensive than other ones. Yes. And they had the clamshell thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they'd be like, vault! And you'd be yeah. like, where is this vault? Yes. I feel like it's in New Mexico. It is. It's in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> or it's just like a rent-a-storage unit uh-huh. in yeah, Hollywood. It's in the Atari <laughs> graveyard, but different spot. It's in Van Nuys. Yes. <laughs> In 1994, when the MTV Video Music Awards opened with Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley making out, it was so gross and weird, and it felt forced, and no one asked for that, and if they did, they shouldn't have. Also, Roseanne hosted the Video Music Awards that year, which is still kind of a head-scratcher for me, even after all this time. Yeah, (laughs) that kiss was... Uh Uh-huh. It was uncomfortable. It was so bad. At every level. And then they kept, when they were like, and, and what they say something like, and pe- people didn't think this would last? And it's like, we still don't. Like, this yeah. didn't change anything. This makes it worse. So, uh, speaking of MTV, my final unmitigated gall of this lightning round is when people say, you know, the M and MTV used to stand for music, and they don't even play music videos anymore. And I say to that, wow, 
Thanks for that fresh take, sir. <laughs> and yes, I very much assume that only men are still saying that. <laughs> and they're sighing in the lobbies right. of yeah. places, yeah. Because, you know, yeah, MTV, please go back to playing uh, music videos all the time. And I'm sure we'll all just abandon YouTube and go back to sitting in front of the TV for hours, waiting for Whitney Houston to yeah. come on. It's a perfect business plan for 2023. <laughs> yeah, nailed yeah. it. Oh. Yeah. That was really good. That was good. That was, that was good. Yeah. That was perfect. Oh, my I God. I feel lighter now. Good. <laughs> good. That is, I you know what? That is the point of unmitigated uh-huh. gall. Yeah. I can't carry that around with me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have another one? I mean, I do, but I feel like after the lightning round, it's just such a perfect ending. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know why we would go backwards. Yeah. You know? That's a good point. Yeah, because yeah. mine was kind of cheesy, too. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that summarized what it needed to do. Heath, way to go. Yeah. Thank you. I shut this shit down. It shut it down. <laughs> he effectively landed the plane, which we know. We never we can, can do. do. We cannot do that. Oh. We are not capable of ever bringing it into the No. So thank hangar. you, Heath. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm You're glad welcome. you feel lighter. Mm-hmm. Yes. I hope our listeners feel heavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that's on you. Now you people can carry it around. Mm-hmm. 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 I've heard that so many times. You're right. Music. Yeah. It used to stand for music. It also feels like it's uh, when we uh, we were researching for this podcast and we were discovering a lot of podcasts about the 80s and 90s, but it was all very much coming from the perspective of things were so much better then. Mm-hmm. Things were so much simpler. Life was better. And it's like, okay, sir, were you at the insurrection? Because right. <laughs> it sounds like you probably were. you were. Yeah. 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 And also, of course, you may think it was easier. You were a child and apparently mm-hmm. you had a good childhood. So fun. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you and your good childhood. Yeah. <laughs> you, you obviously weren't one of those kids that we want drinking martinis. Exactly. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you put that on me? Listeners, if you had a good childhood, I'm sorry. But, you know, <laughs> we still love you. We still love you. We I don't guess. want to talk about yeah, it. We don't, don't want to talk about it. Keep it to yeah. yourself. <laughs> it's, you know what? PSA. Oh, uh-oh. keep it to yourself, especially this time of year. Yes. Keep it oh. to yourself. I want to hear about your holiday traditions and how wonderful nobody they are. cares no that you cares. are cozy with your hot cocoa reading books <laughs> with your family. Nobody <laughs> cares. Okay. Because the rest of us are trying our hardest to get away from it all. <laughs> the rest of us are burning from the inside out. <laughs> <laughs> acid reflux and shame. <laughs> shame burns so hot. Uh, it burns so hot. hot. And you add some white hot guilt in there. <laughs> some stabbing pokers of guilt. Yeah. Oh. It's a fire that can't be tamed. No. Keep it to yourself. And with that, I say we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say right. this bonus episode yeah. of Unmitigated Gall is closed. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll be back to our normal hijinks yes. in two weeks. Yeah, we will. And, and we'll see you then. In the meantime, Absolutely. keep it to yourself. <laughs> Fuzzy Memories is a Broads and Books production. It's hosted by Heath Smith, Aaron Johnston, and Amy Lee Lillard. The show is produced by Amy Lee Lillard. Follow us at Fuzzy Memories Pod on Instagram for clips and highlights. And follow us at Broads and Books Productions for updates on new shows coming your way. See you next time. Fuzzy Memories.